Man, junior high camp. First one to find this verse, stand and read the very first three words. Romans chapter five, verse one, go. Romans chapter five, verse one, I will give a thousand points to your team. Stand and say the first three words, go. What is it? What, what team are you on? Maximus, a thousand points for Maximus right there. Thank you, sir. Have a seat. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Hey, let me tell you something I know about you guys as junior hires. Not only do I know that some of you are really confused, you're like, I want to stink and fart, but I like girls too, and I can't do both. You're trying to figure out life. You're trying to figure out, or do I just want to have fun and hang out with the guys? Or, well, hang on, those, uh, those girl things, those are kind of cool too, right, guys? You're like starting to, starting to figure that out. Some of you are like, no. And I'm like, oh, sixth graders, you got to love sixth graders. Therefore, we have, what was that phrase? Therefore, we have, what was the phrase? Anybody remember? I just read it. Peace, because we've been justified, we have what? We have peace with God. Let me tell you something else I know about you guys. I know that there's a lot of you here who do not have peace with God. And me just being transparent, I just want to tell you, my biggest concern here this entire week is that this week, not only do you learn about God's Word, I love God's Word, not only do you learn about God's world, I love science. I love seeing how science and Scripture come together, and I want to try to teach that to you. But my prayer, bigger than anything else this week, is that those of you who do not have peace with God would make peace with God this week. That's my biggest concern. That is my biggest prayer. Anybody else out there like science? Anybody like science? How many of you science, not the favorite subject? Not exactly. Okay, okay. All right. Wow, that's sad. That's sad. Oh, wow. We are, we're in trouble, okay? We are in trouble. Uh, uh, does anybody know what science means? What does science mean? Hang on. She's got it. This is going to be deep. This is going to be profound. Dictionary definition. You said out of this world, and then you said nature, which is this world. And then you said sci-fi, which is fiction. Let me just say, I'm not going to, well, no, that would be a scientific question. I almost said I'm not going to give a thousand points to your team, but you, you may still get it tonight, okay? It could still happen tonight. Science, what does science mean? You really know? Yeah, what is it? Mr. Stars Baseball, what is it? Yes. I only got a few more minutes and I got a lot of stuff to cover. Come on. What is... The study of the world. Science literally means, let me give you the dictionary definition. Write it down. You ready? Write it. Science equals, write it down. Science equals, science equals, you ready? Science equals, for those of you that are spellingly challenged, S-C-I-E-N-C-E, science equals, you ready, ready, ready? Knowledge. That's what science means. Knowledge. It means knowledge. 
Yeah, so when we study the world, we get knowledge about the world. Science means knowledge. Did you write that down? That's going to be worth money later. It's going to be worth money. Science means knowledge. Hey, I like knowledge. How many of you guys like knowledge? How many of you? Yeah, I could do without the knowledge. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. You're going to need help one day spelling your sign, aren't you? That you hold on the side of the road, aren't you? I don't like knowledge. Can you help me spell work for food, please? Can you help me spell that work? Oh, man. Guys, I love knowledge. I, I, I really do. Hey, I got a, uh, I need a couple volunteers. I want to teach you guys some knowledge here, okay? I want to teach you some knowledge. I need a couple volunteers, okay? I need a boy, and then I need a girl. Now, I know I'm in California, and some people in California are kind of confused about what I just said. Boy and girl, okay? I'm not confused about it. Science isn't confused about it. We can do a DNA check. Your DNA would not be confused about it, okay? I just need a boy and a girl, and you have to be single. Yes, ma'am, come on up here. Come on up here. I need a young man. Yes, sir, come on up here. Yep, come on up here. Awesome. Woo! What's your name? Grace, pleasure to meet you. And? Nathan. Nathan? Grace, stop it. That's weird. Nathan, pleasure to meet you. Okay. Grace, I'm going to give you a pink rubber band for no reason other than you're a girl and it's pink. Nathan, I'm going to give you a blue rubber band because you're a boy and it's blue. Um, and I'm going to take the uh, orange rubber band here. And we're going to have a little competition here. We need to see who can shoot our, the rubber band the furthest, okay? Who can shoot the rubber band the furthest? Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Now, let's go. I'm a little worried about you guys hitting somebody, but we'll go up the center aisle right here. We'll go up the center aisle. No shooting people. We'll go up the center aisle. See who can shoot the rubber band the farthest, okay? Now, Grace, we're going to go. We're going to let you go first right there. And, uh, yeah, hang on a second. And then, and then Nathan, you'll go. And I don't want any cheating, okay? Oh, by the way, how about this? Are you guys in favor of this? Winner. Winner. 20 bucks. Yeah. Seriously. You guys good on that? Deal? Deal. Deal. All right. All right. Winner's 20 bucks. Okay. Grace, we're going to let, huh? We're going to let Grace go first. Hang tight. Hang tight. Well, if you lose, well, okay, go ahead, Grace. Oh, right at their face. That was close. Man. Yeah. Okay, hey, not bad, not bad. Right there, hang tight, Grace, hang tight. Nathan, um, no pressure, but uh, manhood is on the line, okay? So good luck here. Okay, all right, right at the center aisle, right up there. Oh, on her head, Grace. You are the winner so far, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now it's my turn. Now, wait a minute. It's not fair, is it? Because obviously I know something that you guys don't know, so I should not shoot from the same spot, right? Okay, thank you. All right, ready? It's, why would you, that's That's even less fair for me. What are you talking about? Further back? I'm, I'm stronger. You look pretty tough. I don't want to take you on, okay? All right, I'll take a couple more steps back. Like to here? Like to here? To here? Right. All the way back. Right here? Oh, boy. All right. Now, if you're quiet, you'll actually hear my rubber band fly through the air. Are you ready?
I just won 20 bucks from each of these guys. This is good. Come on, pay up. You shook on it, Grace. Don't. This is a Christian camp. Your word is your bond. Nathan, come on. What? We made a deal. Now, right now, right now, you guys should be thinking of a question. Your question should have exactly five words in it. What's your question? That's the one. Yes. How did you do that? Are you, aren't you asking that question? Did you see it? Why? Why what? Well, see, it's a junior high camp, and uh, I wanted to make myself look good. And so that's why I brought you guys up here. So I could shoot it further, and I knew I could win, and you guys would be what we call losers. <laughs> anyway, huh? Twenty bucks? No, you lost. I mine went all. She's holding mine to the back wall. Mine went to the back wall. What are you yeah, talking you about? And I was all the way back there. We never said anything. Of, Grace, you're changing the rules. You should run for Congress. That would be great. You should run for Congress. All right. Do you guys want to know how to do this, or do you just want to talk? What? Nothing? You changed your mind on that. Okay. Huh? What? Just right. do it. Here we go. Hey, I'm about to teach you. You guys like science? You guys... Yes. How, how many of you don't like science and you don't want to learn this? You don't like science? Come on. You really don't want to learn this? Even just a little tiny bit? Even just a little bit? Just like a little tiny? You kind of want to know, don't you? All right, science. Here we go. Ready? Ready? You'll notice the rubber band has two sides, okay? Okay. You'll also, you're not questioning that, are you? I mean, I know I'm in California and you guys question everything, but come on. The rubber band has two sides, Grace. This side over here is called the spirit. This is the what? This side over here is called the flesh. It's called the what? So this was the, and this was the, okay, so we got the spirit and the flesh. Oh, by the way, you have a spirit. And you have a flesh. Actually, all of you guys do. Now, I, this is interesting. Grace, where are you going? Hang on. This is interesting. Your spirit has to stay inside of your flesh. Otherwise, you're what they call dead. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you would have a problem. Actually, if your spirit left your flesh right now, we would have the problem because it would be like, you know, laying right there, just slumped over. And it'd be like, hey, uh-oh. So anyway, we'd have the problem. So anyway, this, we really have a question already. This is going to be a long week. Okay, go ahead. No, it does not. This is what's called an analogy. It's called an analogy, okay? All right, look that one up. All right, so we got the spirit and we got the flesh. Now, if we shot a rubber band the normal way, thank you guys for demonstrating that. We would pull our rubber band back, oh, and we would try to shoot it and see how far it can go, right? Here's the problem. When you pull back on the rubber band and you shoot it the normal way, thank you, Grace, you put the same amount of emphasis on the spirit and on the flesh. They're stretched exactly the same. So when the rubber band flies through the air, because they're stretched the same, when it flies through the air, if you could watch it in slow motion, the flesh and the spirit would be going back and forth, hitting each other, causing all kinds of internal turbulence and friction, decreasing forward momentum. So write this down. This is how to make it. This is how to make it. The secret. Write this down. The secret. The secret. Come on, write this down. The secret to high-speed velocity through a fluid medium 
is to minimize, write it down, to minimize or eliminate the turbulence. Did you get that? Okay. Here's how we do that. You better have that written down, okay? Here's how we do that. Did you see how I blew a column of air that smelled like in and out Burger? Did you see that little? Did you see that? You didn't smell it? Come closer. Okay. It smelled like death. Whose group are you in? I, I feel sorry. She's, she's harsh. Grace. Such a beautiful name. Grace. To say something like that. Well, okay, anyway. So my In-N-Out Burger uh, column of air. Guess what that did? Absolutely nothing. You're right. That did nothing. But it did distract you. While I was blowing my column of air, I reached down here and I used my thumb to pull back on the spirit side. So now the spirit, listen, is very tight. The flesh is very weak. Can I join the band, guys? Never mind. I've already got my own rubber band. <laughs> You're really upset about this 20 bucks, aren't you? Oh, my word. So here's what happens. Here's what happens. When you stretch the spirit side really tight and leave the flesh very weak, and then you shoot your rubber band, the rubber band goes through the air in a circle because the spirit is always leading the flesh and it eliminates all the internal turbulence and friction, maximizes forward momentum, which significantly increases the stinging sensation. And that's what you're going for anyway, if you know what I'm talking about, okay? So you put a lot more emphasis on the spirit side than you do on the flesh side. And I'm telling you guys, you can pretty much hit anything you want. What are you holding there? Is that your notebook? Hold it up, man. Come on. That's a piece of work, right? Is that your notebook for this week? Are you kidding me? What? That's sad. How are you going to take notes on that? All right, hold it right there. Hold it right there. Ready? 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 Oh, right next to it. One more shot. One more shot. One more shot. Here we go. Here we go. There we go. There we go. Um, so the secret is put a whole lot more emphasis on your spirit. Grace, Nathan, ha have a seat. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can have a seat. Now, in order to answer your next question, the answer is no. Right now, you may not have one of my rubber bands. I'm sorry. I know that's your next question. I love science. I really do. I'm a science guy. I love science. So seriously, science does mean knowledge. We got another question. Yes. The secret is high-speed velocity through a fluid medium, which offers resistance uh, by minimizing or eliminating the turbulence. No. Come on, guys. How do you ever expect to get to college if you can't even remember that? All right, let's move on. Here's like, I am not going. Um, Another question? Go ahead. Can I say it slower with different words? Say it dumber. Here's how to make the rubber band go fast. And then you ought to remember the rest after that. All right. Hey, one of the things the Bible tells us happened, it's in the book of Genesis chapter number 6, the Bible says that God judged the world with something. What did he judge the world with? Does anybody know? Does anybody know? Does anybody know? 
A flood, yes. What is it? A flood. You're wrong. Minus 10 points. I'm so sorry. God judged the world with a flood. Hey, here's my question real quick. Was there really, genuinely, a flood that covered the whole world? How many of you would say, yes, there was? How many of you would say, nah, there couldn't have been? How many of you say, I really don't know. I just don't have a clue. Okay, a couple of us. Grace, man, come on. Uh, was there really a global flood? Now, as Byron said, I live in the state of Florida. I live out there by Pensacola Beach. Uh, it is gorgeous. I mean, I know you guys got good weather, but we got the good sand. Let me tell you, we got that white sugar sand. Oh, it is just so beautiful. I was at the beach a couple days ago with the fam. It was amazing. My wife, Tanya, and I have been married. Get this, in 16 days, no, excuse me, 13 days, we will have been married for 23 years. Can you believe that? Yeah. Oh, man. Guys, 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 really important who you marry. You're going to be with them for a long time, okay? You might as well get a good one, okay? Get one that loves Jesus, okay? That's super, 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 super important, okay? Write that down in your notes. Loves Jesus. Loves Jesus. Write it down. Huh? Girls, you write down in your notes, good luck, because most boys are idiots, okay? Just write that down in your notes. Put that down right now, okay? You know it's true. Come on. I, I'm speaking truth, aren't I? I'm speaking the truth. Man. Wow. I, um, I do love my job. I get to go around and talk to kids all the time. I, um, I, go, to, uh, I go to college campuses. I love going on to college campuses. And uh, I'll print up a banner. And I'll put it on a table and I'll just sit there in like the quad area where all the students come for lunch. And so I printed this one up and this banner said, God created the heavens and the earth. Prove me wrong. And then I had the students come up and talk to me and we sat there and talked and had good discussions. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll print a banner that says, God created you. Let's talk about it. And then if I, I want to be a little more controversial, I'll, I'll put up a banner that says, evolution is a lie. Let's talk about it. And boy, that just... People want to have conversations about that. You got another question. Okay, after this, you're going to have to see me after class, okay? This is uh, a lot of questions. What's your question? I got married at 10 years old, okay? I don't think it's necessarily wrong. You think you know how old I am? Take a guess. Apparently, nobody cares about this. So. 41? 40? Hold it, hold it, hold it. Guys. Any, <laughs> any, isn't it true, isn't it true that anything over like 40 is like really old, isn't that considered? Really, really old. I am, thank you, I appreciate that. 
man. 47. I grew the beard recently, and that does give me a little bit more age. Without the beard, it does look a little. So I am 41. Nope, I'm not 41. I just had my birthday two weeks ago. I am 44. Whoever just said it, 44. Thank you. You got it. I'm 44. It's the perfect age. It is the perfect age. I'm right at that age where I don't really care what you guys think about me anymore. You know, it used to be, oh, I want them to like me. Oh, we got to get along. Now it's like, y'all are middle schoolers. I don't care what y'all think about me. Okay, I'm finally that mature. That's how I'm 44. Okay, yeah. All right. Hey, one of the kids, one of the kids that talked to me at this college, his name was Luca. And uh, Luca sat down and he talked to me after I had my sign up. And Luca said, he said, yeah, I'm an atheist. Okay. There's probably, there's, there's some of you in here right now that would probably kind of in the back of your mind kind of agree with Luca. You'd be like, I'm just not sure about this whole God thing. Matter of fact, uh, um, statistically, what they show statistically is that in, in middle schoolers, among middle schoolers, somewhere around 45 to 50% of you, of middle schoolers, are questioning, is God's word even true? I mean, is, is this like, is this, is, did God really create the heavens and the earth? I mean, so I, I'm assuming statistically that somewhere around that many of you are kind of in the back of your mind wondering, is God's word even true? And so I want to give you some information that I, I pray will be helpful. I think it'll be helpful to you. Luca, Luca told me, he said, yeah, I'm an atheist. He said, I was at Douglas High School my freshman year. Now, I don't know if you'll recognize, recognize the name Douglas High School, but most adults will recognize the name Douglas High School. Douglas High School is a school where Nicholas Cruz went into the school and killed 17 students. He said, I was there. I said, wow. I said, dude, first of all, I'm so sorry you went through that. He said, yeah, I prayed that God would save me that day. And I'm like, well, Luca, dude. I'm like, I mean, I don't know if you realize this, but you're here. Like, I'm talking to you right now. He's like, well, that's why I'm an atheist, because God didn't save all my friends. I had a couple of my friends died that day. I'm like, well, well, Luca, let me let me ask you something, man. Let me. You're mad that somebody came in and took the life of your friends. Correct. I said, Luca. You're now running from God to no God, to atheism. He said, yeah. I said, Luca, here's the problem. If you run to atheism, in an atheist worldview, in a, in, in a mindset that says there is no God, there's also no right and wrong. You're going, what Cruz did was wrong. And you're running to a worldview that says there's no such thing as right and wrong. I said, Luca, it just doesn't make sense to me. Why would you run to a worldview that says there's no such thing as right and wrong? I said, I mean, I could see going to another religion, but even other religions don't satisfy. I mean, think about it. Suppose we adopted Hinduism. 
Suppose Luca ran to Hinduism and said, yeah, I don't believe in God. I just thought I'm going to be a Hindu. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Hindus believe in karma. What goes around? Yeah, karma. A lot of you are, you know, you're trying to follow God and you believe in this karma idea. You, you add that to the Bible. We're going to have a lot of those. These are fascinating. Yes, hello, hello. Beautiful creature of God's creation. Would you step on that, please? Thank you. Okay. Um, Hindus believe in karma. Hey, according to karma, are we distracted by the bug now? Oh, is that? Beautiful little bug. So according to, according to Hinduism, yeah, who knows? This, this, might, this could be a former camper that's coming to tell you guys, guys, listen to him. I didn't listen. And now karma is coming. And, and oh, man. So, uh, according to Hinduism, <laughs> it's all karma. Hey, let me ask you something. If, if, if Luca ran to Hinduism and believed in karma, what would he have to believe about his friends that just got shot and killed? They did something wrong in a past life, and they're paying for it in this one. Like when an earthquake happens or when a fire happens and destroys a bunch of homes, do you look at all those people in that area, area that live there and go, uh, they all deserved it. Yep, they, they did something in a past life, and this is karma getting them back. No, we don't think that way. Or, or what if Luca ran, ran to Buddhism and said, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a Buddhist now because, because, you know, I can't believe in the God that, you know, that the Bible talks about because my friends died. Well, Buddhism says everything is an illusion. There's no real pain. There's no real suffering. Everything is an illusion. Would that make sense of what his heart is feeling when he's crying out going, dude, my friends are dead? No. You don't look at him and go, Luca, dude. It's just your imagination. It's just an illusion. Don't worry about it, man. That, that doesn't work, does it? That doesn't fix our heart and the problem we have. Guess what? It's only Christianity that makes sense of the reality of sin and death in this world. It's only the Christian worldview that can make sense of suffering. God created a perfect world, and then man brought something into it. What did man bring into God's perfect world? Sin. And what came because of sin? Death, exactly right. The reason we have death in the world is because of man's sin. Did God create the world filled with death and suffering? That wouldn't be paradise, would it? That's not the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve walking to the Garden of Eden. Oh, check out that lion eating the zebra. Ha <laughs> ha, crunch, crunch. That's not the Garden of Eden, okay? That's not paradise. That's not the way God originally created the heavens and the earth. I said, Luca. I feel sorry for you, buddy. You're running to a worldview that doesn't make sense. But anyway, I love going to these college campuses. I love debating. I love having these conversations with students because, because your worldview matters, guys. What you believe really does matter. What you believe will determine how you behave. Here's the short way to write it. Write it down. Belief determines behavior. Belief determines behavior. What you believe will determine how you behave. You're not going to write that down? Oh, that's sad. You should come prepared, okay? Belief determines behavior. Hey, let me take it a step farther. Let me take it a step farther. Ready? Ready? You write this down too. 
behavior reveals beliefs. If you say, oh man, I'm a Christian. I love God. I love Jesus. Well, are you behaving that way? Because your behavior reveals what you really believe. It's easy in our culture, in our world, because we're so used to it, to say something over here and live something different over here. Our mouth doesn't match our actions. God says, I'm not going to judge you based on just what you say you believe. I'm going to judge you based on what you really believe. So was there really a global flood? Did God really judge the world with a flood? Oh, man. Our whole ministry exists to be able to give people answers. I want people to have answers because the more you know and the more you have the truth, the more that truth will set you free. And there's a lot of you right here. I'm telling you, there's a lot of you right here that don't have peace with God. And my, my prayer is by the end of this week, you will have made peace with God. That's my prayer for you this week. I do this. I challenge people as uh, worldview because I want them to come to Jesus Christ. I want them to see who God is. Now, there's basically only a couple ways to look at this world. Write these down. One of the ways, number one, worldviews. Number one worldview is the, uh, the evolution worldview. Evolution worldview. I would call it a perspective, the way you see things, the way you look at the world. Other people, they look at this world and they say, no, the, God created the heavens and the earth. So you got the, the whole question of where did everything come from? I mean, we have an earth, right? Is anybody, I, I am in California. Maybe there's some of you out there that go, we're not really here, Eric. We just think that we're here. <laughs> I've met them out here. And go, yeah, simulation theory. That's actually a theory. It doesn't make any sense. But it is a theory. Oh, maybe there's a civilization that evolved to the point where they can create a computer, that inside that computer they can generate an entire world, and maybe we are in that world. Ah! Yeah, maybe we're... That's a great question. You're, you guys are thinking. I appreciate that. Then who created that? Who's the one who made the computer? Ultimately, there is a designer. So where did we come from? Where did we come from? You got two choices. Number one, nothing made the world. That's the, the evolution worldview. They say it's amazing. A big bang made the world from absolutely nothing. No God, no creator. The world popped into existence. That's the evolution worldview. Or you got another choice. You got, no, this world is incredibly, incredibly designed. You are an amazing design. Did you know you have over 70 trillion cells inside of your body? Did you know that each one of your cells, every single one of your 70 trillion cells in your body is more complex than Elon Musk's rockets, his space shuttle. Every one of your cells. You have, in the time that we've been sitting here, you've had almost a billion cells replace themselves. You've had skin cells fall off and replace themselves. Crazy. Another question, comment, concern, comments. There is that. Is that true? Is it true? So there's plenty of theories out there. And there are other dimensions. There is a spiritual world that a lot of people try to deny. There are other, you're getting me sidetracked. Stop it. That's a great conversation. We'll talk about that later. So the other worldview is the creation worldview. God created this world. You are incredibly designed. 
The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's why the, the ruling that the Supreme Court just handed down is so powerful because they're just going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We recognize that, that we shouldn't just be abstractly taking human life. Human life is precious. It's actually made by God. Now I get it. They just gave the power back to the states. That's all they did. They didn't put a ban on it. They just said it's not going to be a federal decision. It's going to be a state decision. I don't know if you've read much about that. We can talk about that later. Here's the two worldviews on the timeline. You may want to write these down, and, uh, and then we got to be done. The creation worldview says it's uh, about 6,000 years ago God created the heavens and the earth. 4,400 years ago there was a flood. 2,000 years ago Jesus Christ was here, and now here we are today waiting for God to come back. The evolution worldview says that somewhere between 13 and 20 billion years ago there was a big bang. Does anybody know what they say exploded for the big bang? Nothing. Yes, I already told you guys. Did you guys get that right? Infinitely condensed. They call it a singularity. Guess where they say that singularity came from? Nowhere. So ultimately it all came from nothing. So according to the Big Bang, everything exploded somewhere between 13 to 20 billion years ago. And it all came from? It all came from? It all came from nothing. So the dot that exploded came from nowhere, exploded, and created everything we see in the universe. All the stars, all the galaxies, everything came from this dot that exploded that came from nothing. Uh, and then 4.6 billion years ago, that's when the earth cooled down. The ball of dirt that we're on right here, it like slowly cooled down and cooled down and cooled down. And then it began to rain on the rocks. And for millions of years, it rained on the rocks. Actually, over a billion years, it rained and rained and rained. Now, you guys are smart. You guys should probably ask the question, where'd the rain come from? Stop it. What a pathetic question. We are scientists. Do not question science, okay? It rained for billions of years. Anyway, after billions of years of rain, it created the oceans. Anybody ever been to the ocean? Anybody ever seen that? Yeah. See, that's your evidence right there. Why would you question science, okay? Huh? Well, I'm sure it did some, but I'm, I'm more wondering, where did the water come from? Like, you have an earth with no water, and all of a sudden, it's raining, and it's raining for billions of years, and it's raining enough to make the... Do you have an answer? The hydrologic cycle, but there were no oceans at the beginning, so we still don't know where rain came from. It still ends up being a problem. And right, we don't have time to talk about that. Hang on, hang on. I got to get further. Okay. Our time is up, guys. Our time. You guys are supposed to be going and leaving so you can go get snack in just a minute. So please, let me just finish this. Snack. Snack time. Like a little, like it's not a full meal. It's, oh, you know what snack means. Okay, okay. So 4.6 million years ago, the earth cools down, forms a hard rocking crust. It rains on the earth for billions of years. The rain came from nowhere. It made the oceans. And then somewhere around 3 billion years ago, lightning struck the oceans. And they came alive. Serious. And then, and then, and then they found something to eat. And then, no, 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 no. Then they got married. And they had kids. And their kids had kids. And their kids had kids. And finally it turned from a bacteria. It turned from this bacteria into a fish. 
And no, 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 it gets better. The fish turned into the amphibians. No, no, it gets better. The amphibians turned into the reptiles. No, it gets better. The reptiles turned into mammals. No, 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 it's awesome. And then the mammals evolved into people. So that means, that means you're a great, 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 That's the evolution worldview. Now you get to choose which one you believe, but let me tell you, your perspective matters. Your perspective matters. You get this one? I love far side. Boat, yes, I'm saved. Land, hallelujah, I'm free. <laughs> perspective actually matters. The Bible says in the beginning, you can do better than that. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God is the one who created everything. I, I'm out of time. You're going to have to ask me afterwards. I'm sorry. I'm out of time. God is the one who created the heavens and the earth. In Exodus chapter 20, verses 11, verse 11, this, this is a passage. If you ever study Exodus chapter 20, God, the very first time, wrote this with his own finger into a rock and gave it to Moses. And then Moses went down the hill with this, saw that the children of Israel were worshiping a calf, and he went, that gummit broke. I don't know if he said that gummit. That's not actually in the Hebrew. But anyway, maybe that's how they translated it. That gummit. And he threw him down, broke him, went back up the mountain, had to do him his own this time, had to carve him his own. So in rock, God said, for in six days, the Lord made heaven and earth to see and all that in them is. He made it in how many days? Six. How many days? Six. Did he stutter? Seems pretty clear. Six days, right? The Bible says that's when, when Jesus was answering questions about marriage, that the, the, the Pharisees were trying to trap him. And, and Jesus, Jesus said, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Haven't you read that he which made them, that he which made them, when did he make them? He made a male and female. This is why we have marriage. People wonder what marriage is today, and they're trying to redefine marriage. You can't redefine marriage because we didn't make marriage up. God is the one who invented marriage. You can't change what God invented, okay? Anyway, it tells the same thing. So the very idea of marriage is based on the book of Genesis. Hey, we could go on, and I could maybe tomorrow I'll show you over and over and over. Did you know every major doctrine in the Bible and every major thing we do right now, including the idea of punishing people for evil? including the idea of wearing clothing, including the idea of marriage, all, including the idea of death, all come from the book of Genesis. That's why it's there. Yeah, why, if we're just evolving, why, we, why haven't we evolved a way to get out of death? I mean, come on. Why haven't we evolved the ability to not sleep? That's what I want to know. Talk about a waste of time. I mean, seriously, I'm on my flight over here today, 
I fell asleep. Poor 14-year-old kid sitting next to me. I know my mouth is hanging open. It had. I, he probably got a selfie, and I'm somewhere on the internet going like this on the plane. I mean, it had to be bad. Why do we sleep? Uh, guys, we got to have the right perspective. Why would somebody build a crooked house? We're looking at it from the wrong perspective, aren't we? If you look at it from the right perspective, you'll see what really happened. They actually built it on a hill. Hey, here's my question. Question for you guys. Are you looking at life through the right perspective? No, I mean really. I mean really. Because let's face it, let's face it. If you're not looking at life through the right perspective, there will be consequences for that. If you decide, you know what, from my perspective, I think I can jump out of an airplane without a parachute and fly. Is your perspective going to determine whether or not you fly? You just have the wrong perspective. You're wrong. And that's something that's really hard because our culture and our social media today tells you guys, don't tell anybody that they are <gasps> wrong. If you believe that if you jump out of an airplane without a parachute and you can fly, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's okay to tell people when they're wrong. Hey, I didn't get to it because you guys got way too many questions, but that's okay. You're middle schoolers. It's to be expected, right? I want to talk to you guys about the flood. Was Is there any evidence of a worldwide flood? Did that really happen? How, how many days did it rain? How many days and nights? You guys have already studied this. All right. I'll try tomorrow to talk a little bit about the perspective of the flood. What really happened during the flood? Is there any science to back this up? Hey, here's what I want you to think about tonight. Half of you are questioning if God's word is true, which means half of you, statistically, half of you are questioning, did God really create us? Did God really judge mankind in the past with a flood? Hey, is God really going to judge me one day? Here's what I want you to think about tonight. If, if God really judged the entire globe with a flood, no, if he did in the past, hey, what does that tell us about how he views sin? What does that imply about how God views sin? Hey, that's what I want you, one of the questions I want you to think about tonight. You guys are growing up in a world down the hill that says, hey, there is no God. There was no judge. Nobody's going to judge us in the future. We, don't, we, don't, we can define man. We can define woman. We can define marriage. We can define anything we want to define. And we're not actually taking the Creator's advice. We're not taking His wisdom. And we need to do that. Hey, 
if God really judged the whole world, statistically speaking, there were probably more than one billion people alive when the flood happened. And eight survived. That means somewhere around 999 million, 999,992 people drowned in the flood. How serious is God about sin? Now, how serious do we think he is about our sin? See, I hear us say that. I wonder if our actions really portray that. Because belief determines behavior, and behavior reveals behavior reveals belief. Is God really serious about sin? Hey, would you guys just think about that in your so what time tonight? My prayer is that if you are not somebody who is at peace with God, this week you'd make peace with God. My prayer is that you would have unbelievable conversations with your counselors and with your group. My prayer is that you would open up about things that you've never opened up about before and say, hey, I just want to be honest before you guys and God. I just got to share this because I want to move forward. And the, the longer I keep this inside, the less I'm going to be able to move forward. Hey, let's make peace with God this week. He is serious about sin. I want you to think about that. And then I want you to apply that to your own life. How serious is he about my sin? Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for letting us hang out here at Heartland Christian Camp. God, this is going to be an amazing week where we get to learn amazing truths. We get to have amazing fun. We get to eat phenomenal food. We get to meet amazing people. God, we get to have the time of our life this week. God, would you use this time as a defining moment in each one of our lives? Would we choose to see from your perspective and not our own? Because God, from our own perspective, we make sin like it's no big deal. God, would we choose to view things from your perspective and not our own? Thank you for loving us. May there be many young men, many young women this week that make peace with you. In your precious name we pray. Amen.